All his long life, Naphtali had worked hard only to make a very poor living. Then came the time when one after another of the people in his town said, Naphtali, I'm sorry, but the kind of work that I have is too hard for you. Why don't you try someplace else? Perhaps you'll find an easier job. But in every place else, they wanted younger workers, those whose hands did not shake from hard work and whose backs did not get sore so easily from being bent over under a heavy burden. Whole weeks passed when Naphtali was not able to earn a single coin, and it did not take long until he had used up the little bit of savings that he had been able to put aside for his old age. After making another weary and discouraging round of the farms and stores and houses around the town, hoping to find a fence that needed painting or a door that needed mending or a garden that needed weeding or a stone wall that needed fixing, he got not even a day's work anywhere. So Naphtali set out for his favorite spot in the forest, where he could be alone with the birds and the animals who had always remained his friends and wanted his company, and where no one had pity on him for being old and weak. Well, perhaps I'll gather some firewood sticks and sell them in town, he thought to himself, or maybe I'll gather some berries and sell those in the market. He found a few berries peeping out of the bushes here and there, but only enough to still his hunger with the cool water of a clear stream to quench his thirst. After a while, he became tired from bending down on the ground, collecting branches of dry wood, so he sat down against a fallen tree to take a rest and think about his life. He remembered happier days when he was young and strong and tears began to roll from his eyes and he cried. He thought of the line in Tehillim which he had said so often in his long life only now to know its true meaning. Hashem, don't cast me aside in my old age. Suddenly he heard a warm, friendly voice. Hello, my friend. Naphtali had heard no one approach. When he looked up, he saw an old farmer. Why do you sit here, Naphtali, lonely, crying, on such a beautiful day, in the middle of the Abishter's beautiful nature? It's hard, my friend, to be happy and enjoy the beauty of nature and sunshine if one has not been able to find work for weeks and the last coin in my pocket is gone, replied Naphtali. I could easily use an experienced hand like you in my orchard, said the farmer. And as for old age, I'm sure you're a youngster compared to the years that I have. Naphtali got up, happy over the prospect of work, and followed the old farmer into a nearby valley. He didn't even remark on the fact that he had never seen the farmer before and had never noticed a valley behind the forest they went straight to a beautiful orchard in the middle of the valley, and Naphtali spent the rest of the morning and the afternoon 
picking ripe fruits from the trees. When the sun set, the farmer appeared and gave him a large basket full of beautiful pears and said, Naphtali, you have worked hard today. This is for your work. People will pay you very handsomely for them once they have tasted their delicious flavor. Be sure to ask a very good price. Naphtali would have appreciated money for his wages instead of the fruit, but he dared not seem ungrateful and refuse. So he thanked the farmer, and he walked back up the path from the valley to the forest to return home from there. Being tired from the long day and from carrying the heavy basket, he sat down for a short rest when he was about halfway home. He took out one of the beautiful pears, thinking to try it, to see whether it was really as delicious as the old farmer said. Naphtali said a bracha, took a bite out of the pear, and that one bite Naphtali was convinced that the farmer had not exaggerated a bit. In all of his long life, he had never tasted anything so delicious, so nourishing, and so strengthening. It seemed to him that these pears had all of the flavor and nourishment which the fruits of Ghanaden must have possessed. Quickly he looked back to the valley where he had come from a short while ago. It would be good to remember the place where such extraordinary fruit grows, he thought. But, search as he might, he could not see the path again that led down into the valley. The forest simply stretched on as always, with no evidence of the orchard. Naphtali had to pinch himself to make sure he was not dreaming, but there was still the large basket full of the delicious pears to prove that he was not. No, said Naphtali, Hashem must have heard me and seen me in my misery and sent me some help just in time. Perhaps that old man was even Eliyahu Hanavi, or another one of Hashem's numerous messengers. Naphtali turned down the familiar road to his small shtetl, which he had left in the morning when he was in such a dark mood. Now he was full of courage and hope. The pear that he had eaten gave him strength, more than he had known for many years, and with youthful steps he hurried along the road to the large market square in the center of town, where the people were now gathering as usual for visiting and friendly conversation before going home for dinner and sleep. Naphtali reached the center of the market square, placed his basket on the ground, and in a strong voice he called out, who wants to buy one of my pears? The treat of a lifetime. One hundred ruble for a pear. The people around Naphtali looked up in astonishment. A hundred ruble for a pear? Has Naphtali gone mad? A pear usually sells for five or ten kopecks. No, my friends, I'm not mad. You try one bite, said Naphtali, and you will see what I mean. From his pocket he took out a small knife and carved one of the large juicy pears into many small pieces, which he handed out to those closest to him. By now, the whole crowd on the square was gathered around him, and they were all watching those people who had gotten a slice. One after another, 
of those lucky people kept on chewing long after the slice of fruit had gone down their throats. Incredible, they exclaimed. I have never eaten anything like this in all my life. So tasty, so juicy. Naftali, please, another slice. But Naftali held on to his basket of fruits tightly, and beg as they might, he would not give out any more samples. No, one hundred ruble a pair, he said firmly, and refused all offers of smaller payment. One after another of those who had tasted a slice ran home and returned with one hundred ruble each for a single fruit. In less than half an hour, Naftali had sold all but the last pair from his basket, and he had many, many thousands of ruble, enough to last him for the rest of his life. He would not sell that last pair for any money. The last fruit was for him. He ate it slowly, and when he had swallowed it all, he took the seeds and planted them in the ground. Perhaps I will never live to see a new tree grow out of these seeds, thought Naphtali. But some day, other people may be in need of help, and then they will eat these fruits, and then I will pay back to them for the help which Hashem gave me in my greatest hour of need. Naphtali did live long enough to see the young plants come out of the earth and grow bigger every day, until eventually his neshama went away from his goof. He left a sum of money behind to pay for special care of the trees by the town with the special provision that the fruits from these trees were to belong to the poor and needy. And for many years, Naphtali's pears, as they were known far and wide, helped support the aged and the poor who were not able to earn their livelihood by the work of their hands. One year, the council of the town decided that the pear trees should not be used for charity. The fruits should be sold and the income used for the needs of the city instead. That year, the trees bore no fruit, and the town council learned their lesson. Henceforth, the trees planted by the old Naphtali, in gratitude to Hashem, helped the needy of the town, and Naphtali's memory was blessed by all. 